all the goth DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. podcast listeners and thanks for hanging out for the upfront hour live viewers and live listeners this is the plex we do the show live every sunday from 7 to 9 p.m pacific and beyond into red light you can support this project by going to echoplexmedia.com clicking that support tab there's a bunch of great stuff in our swag shop or there's just ways to just straight up give us money um we'll take it however you give it to us uh i'm producer dave you can find me on grinder and this is what the people want i don't hate the cops 
And there's a person inside when the truncheon starts Oh, don't hate the cops Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop It's the sound of a taser Your body drops Don't hate the cops Oh, don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops Local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops were this week and um well as they do people lost their fucking mind they lost their mind about this performance i'm gonna play just a little bit of it so maybe the copyright police don't come and fucking have a twitter hearing about us or whatever uh but here's the uh here's the thing that they were freaking out about That's about as much as I feel like we can show maybe without the copyright police coming for us. Uh, Music, pop music of all kinds has used this kind of symbolism since forever. We do a show on Thursdays about cults and the satanic panic. We've seen this stuff all the way back to the 70s. And that's just because that's as far back as we're looking. I guarantee like subversive, anti-Christian, anti-religion, and anti-establishment messages are part of pop music. It always has been. It's part of art. Art always is criticizing culture. So I don't know why they're so mad. That was pretty. That was a great performance. I like the red lights for, you know, obvious reasons. And um, I don't see what the problem is. Um, but of course, everybody lost their fucking shit. At least they're not mad about the M&Ms anymore. So here's a representative. He's a representative uh, in the state house of Wisconsin. His name is Walter Hudson. He's going to talk about how the Democrats are actually satanic. And um, I'm assuming that this has something to do with 
you know, the larger satanic panic that was going around for a couple of days about that performance. And uh, conspiracy theory is the term that they've come up with to disparage, yes. to disparage theory mm -hmm. and investigation. Yeah. Otherwise known as the scientific method. Right. Yeah. Okay. So conspiracy, they've come up with it. They, they didn't come up with it. It's been around since the 1870s, at least. If you employ the scientific method to understand the world in which you live, which is what it's for, and specifically to understand what they're doing and why they're doing it, you are a conspiracy theorist, and therefore can be dismissed as some sort of loony kook, because how dare you not just take the medicine you're given without question. Um, now, setting that aside, having established that, is there a conspiracy to kill us all, or to control us? I would say it's not a conspiracy. Because they're just telling us that that's, that's right. right. <laughs> um, and this is this is another thing that that uh, my friend he kind of he kind of blew my mind. And I don't know if this is true or not. I haven't researched it since lunch. Um, but he was he he said that he had heard that the actual Church of Satan, so like real Satanists, people who are openly satanic, um, that one of their I don't know if you would call it a doctrine or a methodology or, or what it is, but that they believe that if if they tell you what they're going to do to you, it absolves them of any moral responsibility for it. Um, and if that's true, it goes a long way towards explaining a lot of things yeah, that yeah. we've seen and are continuing to see because they do that. <laughs> there's people. There's a lot of people out there who believe in a literal Satan, my man. But those dudes, those my dude. Are usually we usually call them Christians. Christians are the ones who uh, generally believe in a uh, literal literal Satan, not Satanists. Most Satanists are do not actually believe in Satan. Most Satanists are just atheists. So here, uh, Tulsi had a big week. Tulsi Gabbard, uh, I was started clapping back at her a little on Twitter, talking about how she's in a cult. Um, but she had a big week and uh here is going to be an interview she did with waters uh waters if you remember became popular because he was well being racist basically chasing down the first clip we ever played of uh jesse waters was just him saying racist things to people in chinatown on the bill o'reilly show to try to get a response but now he's like one of the journalists i suppose for fox news and uh here's Here's his uh, part of his interview with uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I think. Tulsi Gabbard is a U.S. Army Reserve officer, former yep. congresswoman and Fox News contributor. Wow. So you're not even allowed to chase the migrants anymore. And if they crash, it's your fault, Tulsi. There, there's so much absurdity in uh, in this introduction and laying out this issue here. It's hard to know where to start other than to acknowledge those who are responsible. You said Secretary Mayorkas is, isn't doing anything. Unfortunately, Secretary, Secretary Mayorkas and the Biden administration, they are the ones responsible for all of this, whether it's this insane policy that you just talked about, taking uh, putting handcuffs essentially on our Border Patrol agents, making it so that they cannot do their jobs to try to keep our country safe and secure our borders, uh, or it is, in essence, the Biden administration's open open border policy that that really just serves to empower and enrich these cartels. We see evidence, piece of evidence after evidence about who they are, whose side this administration is really on. It's not on the side of the American people. It's not on the side of securing our borders and ensuring our communities are safe. Uh, it is on the side of enriching these cartels who, you know, make no mistake, they can try to express these crocodile tears and compassion all they want, as you heard in the hearings there. Uh, but it is the cartels who are benefiting. It is the people there uh, who, who are suffering. They're destroying our country, Jesse, with these policies through open borders, take and look at what they're doing here at home. You have them undermining our First Amendment rights, undermining our Second Amendment rights, undermining parents' rights, sexualizing our kids in schools. There are so many she's different the, examples. She's playing the hits. That when you lay it all out, we see how can this be possible for an administration to be doing all of these things that are undermining and destroying our country unless they actually don't like our country. They actually hate America. And that's the only conclusion that I can draw because there, there's no other possible explanation.
Yeah, I always see people in the streets that dif- disfigure their body. I always... Wait, what? They probably hate themselves. Same thing here. Tulsi yeah. Gabbard. Yeah. Thanks for your insight. Thanks, Jesse. People on the street that disfigure themselves? Whatever. I th- he was trying. I think he was trying to dog whistle about trans people. But when he says that, I assume he means people with piercings and tattoos and shit. He's probably like fucking Squaresville. Um... All right, here's more of Tulsi. I just called these two clips. Poor Tulsi. Tulsi's had a big week. Here's her at the House Judiciary Committee and uh, complaining that people, after, you know, keep in mind that she just said that uh, people who basically uh, enact policies she doesn't like, they hate America. So that's one, that's okay. For her to do that is okay. But then, like, here she is at in the House Judiciary Committee and she's going to, uh, complain that people said mean things about her. As we sit here today, the danger is that if we choose to reject or challenge whatever those in power declare is the so-called truth, we are accused of being anti-authority. We are accused of being a danger to society, accused of spreading misinformation, and are then targeted, smeared, and called things like Russian asset, white supremacist, bigot, racist, sexist, extremist, traitor, and so on. Now, r- keep in mind that it's okay for her to go on to the Jesse Waters show and say that people she doesn't agree with hate America, which is, you know, sort of the same thing as traitor, I suppose. But now if people now if the shoes on the other foot, well, I don't know about that. I don't know. You know, we should be able to, you know, we should be able to criticize, but then nobody nobody should ever criticize us back at all ever. That's how this works. It's that fucking that one-way street version of free speech that a lot of people want. I blame the intellectual dark web. Here's a uh, Tulsi Gabbard all mad at Mitt Romney for accusing her of treason. More recently, U.S. Senator Mitt Romney accused me of treason, a crime that is punishable by death under our laws. I challenged him to back this, back this serious allegation up with evidence. What was this based on? There was no response. But she just we just watched a clip of her on the Jesse Waters show saying that all these people, the Biden administration hates America because they she they uh, hold positions she doesn't like. I don't understand. Like, wh- how is this like how is this any different than what she's accusing the Biden administration and uh, other people of? No explanation, no evidence and certainly no apology. Now, these accusations are often shrugged off as, well, hey, it's politics. Yes. People say things about each other all the time. It's all in the game, Tulsi. It's easy for some of you to say, but for somebody who wears the uniform, this is serious. And it's serious not only to me, but to my fellow service members and veterans. Every one of us making a decision at some point in our lives to raise our right hand, prepared and volunteering to lay our life down for this country. What does that mean in reality? It means that before every deployment... In our own hearts, we have to make peace with the possibility that we may not come home. It means writing letters to our loved ones, trying to find the word. So again, just that hypocrisy doesn't matter. Like accusing like these people of being hypocrites is like fucking useless because it just doesn't matter. There's no point in really pointing out the hypocrisy. We we saw the hypocrisy right there. That was the reason I put those those clips together the way that I did. You know, it's like, oh, you hate America because you're doing things I don't like. And then I did things some other people didn't like, and they called me a fucking Russian asset. Well, that's bad, actually. Okay, well, you know, fucking that car goes both ways. And, like, don't buy the ticket if you're not going to take the ride. Like, you don't have to be a public figure. Nobody forces anyone to be a public figure. And that's just the, that's the way the fucking cookie crumbles. Um, sorry, I guess. So this is an interesting clip here. This is uh, George Santos. He's on Newsmax. And when he, when he makes the claim about a company that he was uh, working at, notice the year that he said he was working at the company or that he cut ties with the company. And think about the fact that he's 34 years old. Or, or he's, I'm sorry, he's allegedly 34 years old. You 
but it's unclear if it's actually your funds or someone else's. $700,000, $120,000. Go ahead, please. Where did the money come from? I, I can attest that the total of the money was all legitimate money obtained through my legal practices with my company, and I distributed my dividends to myself and loaned it to the campaign. I was all in on this. This wasn't, I had my heart and soul on this. This, and this isn't about power. This is about getting stuff done. Having somebody like me come and represent other people who are just like me, simple-minded folks who come from absolutely nothing and have a voice in Congress. That's why when Mitt Romney told me I didn't belong here, I, this isn't the first or will it be the last time that somebody has told me I didn't belong and I fought to stay and to be represented and be heard and that's exactly what I'm gonna to continue to do. No matter how many people come after me, I will always stand strong. As far as, as, far as the finances, as you can imagine and appreciate, it is an ongoing uh, inquiry and we're more than willing and always willing to supply anything that is asked of us. And I stand strong and I have no, no doubt in my mind they all were attained, all my funds were attained through legitimate reasons and channels and I have no, no fear to say that I will, uh, will suffer any ethics issue with that. You're, um, I, I would love it if you could be a bit more specific, though. You're kind of talking a little bit vaguely. Uh, that, you know, for these loans, you know, there's collateral. There are things that, in the past, you've said, okay, it didn't come from Russia, it didn't come from China. Uh, you say legitimately, that's a lot of money. It didn't appear that you had jobs that would provide that kind of income where you can make these kinds of loans. So, I would love it if you could be a bit more specific because these are these are real sizable figures. Of course, Greg, the Volder Organizations was founded in 2001 when I stepped away from my previous employment and decided <laughs> to go on my own to do exactly what I've did for other companies for years, which is capital introduction, relationship management of high net worth individuals. So He's 34 in 2001. What's 34 minus 21? That's 13. So in 2001, when he stepped away from his previous employment, what was his previous employment when he was 13? <laughs> he fucking, come on, man. This guy can't, I mean, he just can't not lie. It's just, he just can't fucking not lie. That's it. There's no, there's no other, like, that's like such an obvious lie to anybody who can do arithmetic. So, uh, we've made a, concerted effort around here not to cover much of the balloon because I don't give a fuck about no balloon. Here's Fox News's excellent uh balloon <laughs> coverage from uh this would be uh this would be Monday I believe or Tuesday. Now to a balloon. You would think that uh, the chief of staff would get an alert. I just want to tell you there's been three balloons detected. We don't want to tell the president why. Is he golfing? What was he doing? Uh, why, how? Possibly. That's not true. If it, president yeah. Trump said if that had happened, I would have shot it down. Right. Uh, right. Absolutely. But, but the thing is, joining us right now, the Montana resident who spotted the balloon, Chase Doak, along with the newspaper editor and his friend, he called at the Billings Gazette, Larry Mayer. Yeah. Uh, Chase and uh, Larry, thanks for what you did. Uh, you really... Uh, uh, you actually did something. You, you changed the course of history between two superpowers. Has no one living in Montana, Alaska, even less people. You know how the radius was to pick up this thing that fell into the ocean? Seven miles. You're saying you couldn't find a seven square mile area in Alaska or Montana to recover this thing? Last time I checked, too, when electronics get wet, they fizzle out. When it lands on land, they probably survive better. It's almost like Joe Biden wanted the <laughs> balloon sack to get wet. <laughs> so the FBI takes it. So the FBI now has the laptop and it has the Chinese balloon sack. Oh, the laptop. They're analyzing both. In other words, an F-22 cannot take down one of these. It's not a damn balloon from a birthday party. It's a spy crap. Again, with their moonshine and their shotguns and their extra chromosomes, thinking it's okay Wait, what? to shoot down Chinese spy balloons. When every sophisticated person knows, Donald Trump himself knew the best way to handle Chinese spy balloons, let them pass. Again, just like Trump did. Trump, Trump, he's good all of a sudden. That's what they're saying. Now, of course, once again, they can't say more because it's classified. Wish we could, sorry. So, first of all, like, 
when something falls from 60,000 feet and hits the ocean, it may as well have hit the fucking concrete. Um, I bet that shit was destroyed when it hit the ocean because the balloon was no, did very little to slow its descent, I would imagine. I don't know, though. I don't know. But to the extent that they could find out what was there, <clears throat> I'd be willing to bet whatever it was recording or whatever, if it, was, if it was recording and sending information back, I'd be willing to bet it wasn't storing it. And that uh, it would be interesting and in good information for an intelligence service to know what was on that balloon. What kind of equipment was on there? Was this surveillance equipment? Was it surveillance equipment for radio signals? Was it optical equipment? Was it possibly some kind of listening device for audio? It's pretty high up for it to be audio. And there's like wind and shit. It would be pretty hard to record audio. But knowing what the devices on that were is actually kind of important, I suppose. But I don't know. I fucking don't care. I feel like the United States should have been like, if there's no like bomb on the balloon, we don't give a fuck about Joe Balloon. That's the flex. That's the flex. The U.S. should just go, ah, fucking, oh, you're, you're, you with your little cute balloon and you're monitoring. Have you heard of our satellites? Everybody's spying on everybody all the time anyway. Just be like, eh. We'll check and make sure there's no bombs or any fucking kind of chemical agents that they're going to drop off of those balloons. And then otherwise, fuck your balloon. Fuck you. Fuck your balloon. Like, that's the flex. But nobody's going to do that. They're going to be called, oh, you're being weak on China. Weak on China. But that's the only way to deal with this is just be like, that's adorable that you've sent a balloon. Oh, my God. They sent a balloon. That's how you handle it. But, you know, nobody listens to me. So now we got a uh, Piers Morgan versus sore loser Carrie Lake. Um, Piers Morgan, not exactly a liberal guy, but I, I haven't watched this, but I get the feeling that Piers Morgan probably, probably understands that Carrie Lake is absolutely and positively full of shit. It does come a point when for the future of democracy, you and Donald Trump have to accept at some point you lost an election. Otherwise, the entire system collapses. If your simple response to losing is always, we didn't lose, we won, then democracy dies. Pierce, I grew up in a family of nine. I'm the youngest. My father was a history and government teacher and a football coach. And uh, he taught us that if we lose, and we lose fair and square, we, we congratulate the winner, we walk away. And that's exactly what I would do if that was a fair and square election. But I'm fighting for the people of Arizona. I go all over this country. I've been probably to six states since the election. In Arizona, I can't walk 10 feet without an Arizonan saying, I voted for you. Everybody I know voted for you. Our ballot was rejected on election day. Please keep fighting for us. I'm fighting for the people of Arizona. Wait, either they voted for you or their ballot was rejected. And I, I don't mean any offense to you, but I frankly don't give a damn what you think about it. I'm fighting for the people of Arizona. Listen, I truly I, am. No offense taken whatsoever. And uh, let me ask you this, Pierce. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's right that you show up on election day? That's the big day. On election day and 60% of the voting locations in the primarily Republican locations have ballots that are printed out wrong? I, listen, Carrie, all I know... machines that are all jammed, I know, have four-hour lines? Carrie, is that okay? All I know, okay? albeit from my... Is that lofty, okay? All I know from my lofty uh, uh, place here in London, and I admit I wasn't in Arizona, all I know is all the official fact-checking entities that have looked into all the claims do not conclude that well, you we did know, anything we know other about than the lose fact checkers. Come on. Pierce, Pierce, did you just fall off the turnip truck? We know about the fact checkers, and we've seen them. This has all been revealed. Half of them are leftists working for Facebook. Let's let's be real, okay? okay. The let fact me ask you, checkers. Let me ask you uh, one final point what on do that. They know? Uh, what what point, do they know? What do they know about? Ask- <laughs> she like, she can't even like like. She's like, oh well, the fact checkers. Like, I don't know. That's pretty funny. Every, every once in a while. um, an American conservative who had their brain put in the sous vide machine or whatever will go on uh, conservative, like a conservative show from uh, just some other country, oftentimes from uh, the UK. And the person from the UK is like, you're crazy. Do you remember like the Ben Shapiro incident with Andrew Neal where Ben Shapiro was yelling at that guy, calling him a leftist and stuff. And Andrew Neal is like an arch conservative. He's like a like Tory for life. He may have a Tory tramp stamp for all we know. And they just keep doing this. Don't these, if you're like an American right wing propagandist, 
You just don't go on some British conservative show and try to spew your propaganda. They don't like it. It's not that they fucking, that they care or that they're liberal or anything like that. They just don't like it. They fucking don't like being lied to. They don't like you going on their show. It's about their ego. It's not even about like politics. It's not about their position or any of that. They just don't, they just don't like being lied to. It's bad. You know, their ego gets in the way and that's fine. I mean, I don't like being lied to either. Nobody likes being lied to. And so these people, they need to learn their lesson and stop going on British media because uh, it doesn't go so well for them. So don't worry. Carrie Lake went on a much more friendly uh, outlet. She went on the Stu Peters show and we can just be thankful that in this clip, you're not going to actually watch anybody drink their own urine. It's great to be back on. Yeah. I mean, fake is a good way of describing it. We've got fake elections. We get fake results and then we get a, a fake government. And, and right now we have squatters sitting in the, the state house here. It's outrageous what happened on election day. They thought that I would walk away and, and lick my wounds because this is such a huge behemoth to go up against. But they're wrong. I will never, ever back down from this fight. I am so appalled at what these, I don't know if I can use the word bastards, did to the people of Arizona. We have been the party of people. We have been the group of conservative Christians who has avoided, you know, violence or bloodshed at all costs. We have really come to the table with everything that we can. And it just seems to be falling on deaf ears. I just don't know how long a dog can be poked. Uh, before it comes out of the corner and just starts biting. People are concerned about the safety and the future of their children, what we're leaving behind for our kids, you know, with racist, poisonous CRT in our schools and this transgender freak show craze that's happening. Oh, they're hitting the fucking talking points again. They just keep going back to this stuff. It's not going to work for them. To these things, you know, our military has been decimated, completely gutted. Uh, We've got a... Gutted, yes. We spend more than the next 10 countries combined. Got it, I say. say. I agree. I don't know how much longer the people can take it. They're they're fine. Most people most people don't agree with Carrie. Like most people don't agree with people like Stu Peters. It's just the way it goes. And uh looks like we're gonna get to our palate cleanser right at exactly a half hour into the podcast hour of the show. Check this out. So this is a this is a bit of satire. I feel like maybe I shouldn't have to say that. This is a bit of like what would it be like if you were like uh First day, maybe a youth reporter for Fox News. Fox News youth correspondent, take one. With gas prices on the decline, Biden spent the State of the Union addressing inflation, Social Security, and finding solutions to problems everyday Americans. What are you you doing? What, What are you doing? I'm covering the news. Is that what you think we do here? It's called Fox News. Oh my God. Who hired you? My, my dad's a producer. Okay. Ugh. Dude, stick to the script, all right? Social security is overrated. Fuck old people. Yeah, I mentioned personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. Bootstraps? Bootstraps. Yeah. The Biden administration is looking to cap insulin costs and take on the big pharmaceutical companies, but is meeting pushback from Republicans. Oh. I'm sorry, God-loving freedom fighters okay. who just want Big Daddy insulin to be happy. Who who needs cheap insulin? I, I mean, diabetics need cheap insulin. We, we oh, know. Dude, that. Stop! Stop! Who cares about diabetics? Wake up! Okay. Um, guns are now the leading cause of death for children in the United States, which has led lawmakers to try and address the problems and fears of people across. Okay, what are you doing? We don't want people to be afraid of guns. All right. Talk about uh, trans people. Are, are trans people killing children? No, idiot. Then, then why would we be afraid of them? <laughs> because they're silly. They're silly. Trans people are, are silly. Yep. They're, they're silly billies. This seems like kind of <laughs> messed up. And, and they're coming for your M&Ms. You should all be afraid because they're trancing our M&Ms. Remember what they took from you. That's a great palate cleanser. <laughs> so, um, we're not going to get to all these stories this evening. There's just no way. So, in... In Wyoming, they're having a bit of a hard time passing a particular piece of uh, legislation. Um, Any guesses as to what this piece of legislation is that they're trying to pass in Wyoming? Oh, my God. Here we go. This is from the the Wyoming uh, State House. The first bill for our consideration is House Bill 7. Reading clerk will read. Please read it in. 
House Bill 7 engrossed underage marriage amendments. I'd ask the body to resist this change and vote. So for people, um, so for people on the audio only, there was words on the screen that said that they were raising the legal age of marriage to uh, 16, that that's what this piece of legislation would do. And they're just having a hard time getting it passed in Wyoming. No on the bill. Uh, there are communities such as our Amish, Hutterites, and Mennonites here in Wyoming that um, would be in violation of this law if it was to pass. Okay, on the screen, it's saying that uh, also the law would reply, require that anybody under the age of 18 seeking to get married would have to get consent from their parents. It's 15 to 12. House Bill 7 has passed the Committee of the Whole. Well, that's crazy. Uh, the wording on the screen said that Wyoming is one of a few states, eight, I believe, that has no laws regarding how old you have to be to get married. And um, I guess they're having a hard time fucking passing a law to raise it to 16. Oh, man, that's wild. We live in a fucked up country. And uh, over in North Dakota, actually, some uh, lawmakers are trying to get uh, mRNA vaccines banned. So let's check. Let's look into that. Last night, I had the, the pleasure of sitting down with a friend of mine um, who had about a, about a year ago had died. Um, I'd never had a chance to uh, sit down with somebody that had been dead before. And uh, I found it interesting when he explained that what it was like to wake up in the hospital after being dead and the doctor coming up and shaking his hand and saying, you are the first person that I've ever gotten to shake the hand of that had suffered from uh, cardiac death, instant cardiac death. Um, not arrest, but death. They spoke for a moment and, and he said, I have, I have one question for you. And he'd asked him if he'd ever been vaccinated, specifically to the COVID piece. It was an interesting conversation to have. Um, a year prior to that happening, he had told me that he had no sympathy for the unvaccinated. We talked about that last night, and he said, I've always reserved the right to change my mind. So uh, I think it's a good study. You have this conversation in a hipster coffee shop. I think he had this conversation in a hipster coffee shop. That's again, we talk about this all the time. These are claims about somebody's medical history that can't be fact checked. We don't even have the guy's name, but that's good that he didn't dox this person, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anything about his friend. I hope his friend's okay, though. Don't you hope his friend's okay? So <laughs> we got. Roseanne is back in the news and uh, she is aggressively unfunny. She was at one point the most popular and a lot of people thought the best stand-up comedian in the United States. Well, this is what's happening now. No concept of reality. They've been living in a bubble forever. Asking questions have nothing to do with the real world. What is my gender, mom? What is my gender? Your gender is... Get a job. That's your gender. Oh, come on. Hack. What are they thinking? Ask, what is a woman? They don't know that. That one they're asking all the time. What is a woman? I'll tell you what a woman is. A woman is me. Well, yes, you are one. That's okay. I don't disagree with that. That's what a woman is, okay? A woman is someone who cleans up everybody else's shit. That's what a woman is. No, that's an antiquated idea of a what a woman, woman is. is. Somebody whose boobs hang down to her knees with a prolapsed uterus from giving birth to five ungrateful little privileged <laughs> never had to work for anything in their whole damn life. What the fuck? <laughs> my pronouns are kiss my 
Oh, she told the joke, everybody. She told the joke. She told the joke. Aren't you proud of her? She told they have a joke. She told it. She identifies as kiss my ass. And they fucking bleep the word ass on Fox Nation. My God. Who's the fucking, who's the censorious ones, right? Fox Nation isn't a television show. Even Fox Nation is their internet, is their internet property. And they just censored her for saying the word ass. Here's her, uh, here's Roseanne on old Tuck Tuck's wooden room show, um, calling the left bullies and victim bullies or whatever, basically calling them cry bullies. These people, they, they're always the victim. They bully, 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 bully. And then when they're called on being a bully, they go, it was me. Then they're the victim. Yeah. The endless bully victim thing. It's two sides of the same coin. And yes. they're trying to turn our entire culture into bully, bully, victim. And I am a victim of one of the great political smear campaigns in the history of our country. Saw the Letitia James. She just talked about Trump and we're going to indict him. We're going to get him. She knew nothing about me. I never heard of her. Just a continuation of a witch hunt that began when I came down the escalator at Trump Tower. And I'm a victim, I will tell you. I'm a victim. Think who wrote the fake dossier. That the fake dossier. Focus on the steel dossier. Trump. Why didn't you rate Clinton? 32,000 emails. Why didn't you rate Clinton's place? Why didn't you do... Obama, who took a lot of things with him. Each year, Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political opponents. Fuck yeah, decoding Fox News. We have a clip of uh, her, actually, the lady who runs decoding Fox News. We'll run that during uh, the post game. We have one more of a Roseanne on the Tuck Tuck Wooden Room show. Uh, this one is going to be her uh, just complaining, basically, that, like, you know, slurs and whatnot in your jokes, people don't find that funny anymore. Basically complaining that people are like, well, that's not funny, right? Because you can tell jokes about race, about differences in race, about people's different cultures, and you can be pretty funny, but you, you better be careful and you better be thoughtful and you better, you know, you better be, you better be funny. That's it. You better be funny. And a friend of mine, Phil Johnson is a comedian and he talks about different people's cultures all the time in his comedy acts. And he's funny. Mostly because he's not racist. <laughs> so here's old, here's old Roseanne complaining that you can't tell racist jokes anymore, I guess. Nor do they have any sense of humor about themselves. Like anybody in power who can't take a joke about themselves, like the person I mentioned, sh she should have just laughed it off. of but instead course. she called ABC and demanded that I be fired. And so why can't you just laugh at yourself, you know? somebody in power who can't even laugh at themselves that's a dangerous human being and this is what they say obama's third term so look around i think i was pretty right on in my uh you know nobody understood my tweet because they don't they lack the uh geopolitical background to even understand it what? they're like oh she said to you know they're just idiots so uh but if you can't even laugh at yourself you're a dangerous human being and you, you have power and you have no sense of humor about yourself that comedians say that's dangerous so i mean <clears throat> i don't know what tweet she was talking about specifically but she had a couple things where it was it was quite bad and like that's the thing is like i you have a right to try to tell whatever fucking joke you want i guess but you don't have a right to have other people think you're funny and i think that's what she's fucking mad about is that other people don't think she's funny that's all these people are mad about it's like well no your joke might have played in the 80s but it it's not funny and people don't think it's funny anymore and that's the fucking breaks i don't know what to tell you tell funnier jokes so I got a pair of Matt Walsh clips here. Uh, we got one about him talking about black people and chicken and waffles. All right. What else do we got here? Um, okay. One other. I want to mention one. I've, I've had this sitting on, on deck for a few days. So I'm just going to mention it. This is from Fox News. A New York middle school is apologizing after serving students with a meal on the first day of Black History Month that was deemed to be culturally insensitive. Administrators at uh, Nyack Middle School say that the hot lunch menu was changed by the vendor without their knowledge on February 1st, the first day of Black History Month, to include chicken and waffles with a watermelon dessert. 
with the which the school's un, uh, principal called an unfortunate situation. I mean, yeah, it, it is, it is, it is. That's an, uh, somebody somewhere is an asshole. I, I don't know if it's the school or the vendor, but somebody. I think there's just a little bit of go fuck yourself to go around here. I, that's my opinion. We're extremely disappointed by this regrettable situation. Apologize to the entire NIAC community for the cultural insensitivity displayed by our food service providers. I am disappointed that Aramac would serve items that uh, differed from the published monthly menu, especially items that reinforce negative stereotypes concerning the African-American community. And then uh, also there's going to be, I think, cultural sensitivity and all of the sorts of things. And uh, here's I haven't seen this, but here's what he's going to do. He's going to be like, oh, people are mad at chicken and waffles. It's like, no, motherfucker, I'll order that shit for dinner. <laughs> like That shit's good. Even like mediocre chicken and waffles is good. Well, apologies and all the rest of it. Here's what I'm trying to figure out. So it, it reinforces negative stereotypes. Why exactly is it a negative stereotype that a lot of black people like chicken and waffles? Why is that negative? It's just this is is it is it inaccurate? Oh no. Like it is Fuck true God. you tend to find no, chicken and waffle it. restaurants and those sorts of dishes um, in black communities more than in not in, in you know white communities. No, they they done gentrified the chicken and waffles. You could get them anywhere now. Why is that a problem to notice? I like chicken and waffles too. It's a great. It's it's it makes sense. It's it's a great. It's a it's a great dish. I actually, hadn't had it. I had it for the first time like a year ago. I'd never had chicken waffles before. Uh, why does this not surprise me that Matt Walsh who <laughs> has never had chicken and waffles until last year? And um and then I had it the first time a year ago. I'm like, this is. And it always sounded a little bit weird to me. Like, how do you find chicken and waffles? That's amazing. Then I had. I'm like, this is amazing. I love this. So it's a great food. It's a great dish. Um, I think it's accurate to say that it tends to be more popular and prevalent in the black community. Um, I'm not sure if historically it was like it was uh, first uh, designed or, 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 you know, if, if the first person to come up with a, the chicken and waffles dish was a black person. I don't know if that's the case. But who cares? Why is it automatically offensive? What a negative stereotype. What? Yeah, like somebody in chat was just saying, actually putting the watermelon at the end is actually like, that's the, that's the word like, okay, somebody did this on purpose. It's negative about it. This is, this is what we did. We decided that every stereotype is automatically negative simply because it's a stereotype. But that's not the case. A stereotype is a, it's a, it's a, it's a generality um uh made about groups it's like it's speaking in a kind of general term about a group and that's that's that is not autumn now there there can be negative stereotypes there are things you could say about groups that are not accurate that are not true uh that could be degrading or offensive but not everything is just because you're making a general statement and saying you know people in this group generally like this or do this or whatever Yo, but fucking, there've been so many news stories over the last couple of years about like, like every year during black history month, we get a story like this. You'd think people would figure it out that it's like, actually this offends people when you do this. It's, it can be true. It's okay to notice it, but this is the conditioning. This is the conditioning they want there where they're, they're telling us that, that we're not allowed to notice things, or at least we need to ask permission. There are certain things we're allowed to notice and other things we're not allowed to notice. And we need to get permission first. And the fact that the, the unacceptable things, the things that we're not allowed to notice, the fact that this is so arbitrarily determined, that's part of the game here. It's part of the, as I was talking this about. This isn't arbitrarily determined. Uh, societal game of Simon Says. So you are allowed to speak in general terms about black people. That's what Black History Month is all about. You're allowed, you're allowed to talk about things like black history. So there are, there are, and but black history isn't chicken and waffles and fucking and fucking watermelon. To say, well, we're celebrating black history. We're celebrating black culture. That'd be an okay thing to say. You're allowed to say that. We're going to celebrate black culture for Black History Month. Okay, you can do that. That's a, so you're speaking in general terms now. But then, what is black culture exactly? So we're allowed to celebrate it, but what 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 qualifies? Especially when you get into things like food. What are you allowed to say as part of that scene? 
That's when the rules become extremely arbitrary, and there's just no. Except way that this isn't. No, this is. Come on. Person. There's no way to know. Well, I'm allowed to notice that uh, that this food tends to be a part of that, but not this food. That food's wrong. We can't bring that up. Uh, it's completely ridiculous. No, 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 no. This, this is like this is like not even the first time that we've that this something like this has happened. This keeps happening. <sighs> Anyway, this one, this next one's pretty good. Uh, Matt Walsh spoke at Tennessee State House about um, an anti-trans bill, basically, and uh, got grilled by some of the Democrats in the Tennessee State House. Can you give us a summary of your educational background or your healthcare education? I didn't go to college, but I did go to school long enough to learn how to read, so I can read the data for myself, and that's exactly what I've done. And for what purpose do you conduct your research and use this brain of yours? I use it for the purpose of trying to protect children from being castrated and mutilated. You don't use it to get clicks? Well, are you using it right now to try to get clicks with this interaction? You know, if you're going to come before a committee and make mischaracterizations and misrepresentations. It's fair game for us to ask you your educational background. You seem to have started this, so you have no medical background, correct? Uh, no. You're trying to address good public policy, correct? Yes. I just have to question, you know, some of your public policy. Singapore is able to have nice things in part because they execute drug dealers by hanging and arrest even petty vandals and thieves and beat them with a cane until they bleed. We don't have nice things here because we aren't willing to do what is required to maintain them. I kind of have to question your public policy beliefs. And you also stated there'd be... And that good old boy goes hard. Sitting here holding a study from the American Academy of Pediatrics, suicide disparities between transgender and cisgender adults and children before you state things you may need to know all the facts on your blog at about 16 you're an adult who's mature and can make decisions you're that at 16 i don't care what anybody says even going so far as to say when you're 16 you should be married and pregnant 16 is an adult in your view why does this bill have minor defined as 18 i was a, a radio host 13 14 years ago in my early 20s it's also not an accurate reflection of what i actually said i was talking about the fact that people tended to marry young historically and that's all that that was about how does that relate to, the, to this to all of a sudden act like this phenomenon of girls getting pregnant at that at a, at a young age that we consider young 16 or 17 Baby to, act, to act like it's a new thing is ridiculous it's always been that way girls between the ages of like 17 and 24 is when they're technically most fertile recently in the last 30 years or so we decided that's way too young to start a family so what I'm saying is that the problem is not per se teenage pregnancy, it's unwed pregnancy. That's the problem in society. Yeah, that good old boy was going kind of hard. He's like, I don't think you have good public policy in mind. You're talking about Singapore caning people until they bleed just for selling a little bit of drugs. Good on the <clears throat> good on the people there. I think that bill's probably going to pass in Tennessee. But um we'll see. We'll see. Maybe cooler heads will prevail. So here's uh, the Daily Wire uh, C team. This is uh, Michael Knowles talking about uh, trans people and, if you could imagine this, uh, demons. Yep, that's right, demons. So Sam Smith gives a an overtly satanic performance with all sorts of transsexuals and fire coming up. First point there, by the way. Uh, and I noticed this the other day, even before Sam Smith's uh, performance. Isn't it odd how depictions of demons, how depictions of weird, ghoulish, devilish, demonic figures are always androgynous? They're never super-duper hyper-masculine chads. They're never beautiful, truly gorgeous women with classical proportions and representations of beauty. They're always androgynous. They're always trans. And the reason for that is that the devil hates human beings. And sexual difference is at the, basically at the very core of human nature. Satan is themselves, man baby. And woman, the compliment That's it. Man and woman is right there at the heart of human nature. And the devil hates humanity. And so he tries to cut away at the very core of humanity. Okay, that's my first observation. Well, that's stupid. I feel like that's stupid. I don't know what else to say. That's dumb. I don't know if like demons or whatever are depicted as androgynous in, in most pop culture, most art or whatever. 
I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I think uh, the devil is almost always depicted as a, a cis man, I think. But I don't know. I'm not a devil depiction expert here like Michael Knowles. And not for nothing, Michael Knowles is like if, you know, we watch Fire by Night on um, Thursdays, right? If Scrooge would have turned into a giant piece of shit, Scrooge would have turned into Michael Knowles. We haven't, uh, we haven't done any clips of Gavin McGinnis in a while. And this one's great. He's trying to do like a talk show with like a live studio audience here. And he gets just real fucking pissed off at the audience. For like doing what a lot of people do when they're watching things. I guess this is on the blaze. Here we go. Get off your fucking phone. No, do not talk the to the audience. No, 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 Gavin. Really now he's rude, breaking the fourth you know? wall. Do you're not breaking the studio audience. You're on your phone. Okay, see, now we have to break Fuck the fourth off. wall. What people don't, is not Jesus seeing is that. Christ, sorry, I'm boring you. Gavin, this Are is you my guys? show. Shut up. Okay, okay. We can hear all your chattering. Now we're going off Whisper the rails. All right? Most all right. Annoying. Even Alex Stein is like, don't do this. part of. Okay, Gavin is. We're gonna Fuck! Give, we're gonna give him a hint of fentanyl, and we're gonna calm him down a little bit. It, it, things are. Shady crew and the fucking phone bunch. Leave it in your pocket. You're at a show. You're part of the show. I actually do agree with him. I think security. Holy needs shit! To, it's so disrespectful. How <laughs> did a grown man throw a temper tantrum? Is always amazing. There's nothing in the world like watching a grown grown-ass man throw a fucking temper tantrum because he's not getting the attention he wants that's some fucking drama queen shit there critical support to the people in the audience who were checking their twitter even though they're probably the kind of ghouls who would show up at the alex stein show oh man man we're we're really we really didn't there's a lot of dumb shit here we may be in red light for a while because i'm going to go back to a bunch of stuff that we skipped here's candace owens and um one of those tell us what you really think clips candace owens is going to talk about the character of uh trans people because of course she is the trans lives matter protesters decided to occupy the oklahoma capitol building to fight gop bills that ban gender conforming surgery for people that are under the age of 21. so that of course that should be banned if you're under the age of no. 21. you should not be honestly you should never be allowed but <laughs> i would go a little further oklahoma what? if you really want to do something just ban it all together but trans people were very upset and they decided wow. to storm the capitol building take a look going to come right out and say this because it needs to be said i have a, such great contempt for trans individuals and everything that they are doing right whoa society. Jesus. Uh, to me i've yet to meet a trans person that i thought was a good individual go ahead you can use that clip verbatim circulate it george soros and your goons because somebody needs to say it this has gone on far enough right they are hateful narcissistic human beings it's very obviously it's very obvious that they hate women that they are misogynist at their core i'm talking about men that, that put on lipstick and say not only that they're a woman mocking us to our faces saying i'm a woman i'm just like you i can do whatever you want but then taking it a step further in their misogyny and demanding rights to things that we have right saying not only am i you i'm a better version of you i will well most of them are a yeah, I mean, most people are a better version of a human being than Candace Owens is. In your sports, I will do everything that I can to ruin your career. If you think that there's something wrong with this, a la what's happened to J.K. Rowling and people demanding. Pause it, because I was about to say before uh, she Oh, this there, is a clip from the Majority Report. Exactly, exactly what you hear from TERFs and J.K. Rowling herself. Yeah, J.K. Um, Rowling in her, I, in her uh, hundred, hundreds of millions of dollars worth Scottish castle, I'm sure she's really frustrated with how canceled she has been and the new game that's I'm, coming out that she will receive massive amounts of royalties for yeah for sure they i'm actually for women. shocked they don't speak for cis women you don't speak for me so that's that's wild um i didn't know that was a clip from the majority report we usually try to get the original source but that was wild she's like i just don't like them they're bad she just like went completely mask off wasn't like trying to pretend that there was like some oh i'm worried about the children being you know doing this too quickly or anything like that no 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 she's just like i don't like them they're icky 
they're icky. And that's what it comes down to. Honestly, that's like what I think most of these people believe and they don't want to like admit to their own bigotry and maybe try to do a little bit of work on their own fucking character. Actually, it, it turns out the bigotry is a character flaw. I know it's a shocker to some people, mostly to the bigots, I suppose, but bigotry is a character flaw. And there are people out there who were comparing what was happening there to J six. And there's, you know, I saw a couple rumblings of it in the chat, not the people here were comparing it to it, but they didn't like if I think the rotunda was open and the people were in the Capitol rotunda while it was open, they didn't go around fucking calling for the death of any of the, uh, officials. They didn't go into anybody's private office. There was probably no property damage. Um, there was no shit on the walls. Nobody, I bet nobody did so much as stole a pen at that because these things are pretty well organized. And, um, so the people comparing that to J six can fuck right off. We've got one more clip and it's of old Jordan Peterson. He's a fucking employment expert, apparently. And then we're going to go into red light. Here's an idea. How about every governor in the United States just scraps the requirement to have a teaching certificate to be able to teach. You wouldn't even need a master's degree. You could, you could say, we will open up the teaching profession to anybody who graduated in the top 20% of their class. And then poof, you don't have faculties of education anymore and you don't have these institutions. Like if you think about the idea of the long march through the institutions, the place where that's being focused most intently and with most uh, efficiency, with regards to the propagation of woke ideology is definitely through the faculties of education. And the only reason they have a single cent of dollar value is because they have a monopolistic hammerlock on teacher certification. And that should be scrapped. There's a teacher shortage in the US anyways. And there's no bloody evidence at all that the faculties of education have produced teachers who know how to teach. Yo, this guy's claim to fame or his supposed uh the reason he's supposedly credible, I suppose, is that he's a professor, or I'm sorry, <clears throat> disgraced former professor, although he's still, I think they still consider him to be an adjunct, but he's also about to lose his certification, I think, to uh, from the whatever sanctioning board for uh, clinical psychology in Canada. So he's not really big on sanctioning boards or the education community, you know, for whatever reason. I can't figure it out. Maybe you could figure it out. Any idea why maybe this guy's mad at the education community? I think it might be that they didn't take him seriously. And he even threatened to sue somebody that worked at fucking university of Toronto when they fucking like told, when they basically came out and said that he was wrong and that he was a bigot and that he was a sexist. So a lot of his problems, it's constant aggrievement with this guy. It all comes back to the way he feels like he's been aggrieved by different institutions. And so of course he's going to go after the institution of education because the institution of education is left him behind in a lot of ways, but that was mostly by his own choice because he decided to go be go on a speaking tour with dumb fuck Dave Rubin, stop seeing patients and stop doing classes. And so it's just all comes back to aggrievement with especially Jordan Peterson and like the Weinsteins, uh, the IDW people, Sam Harris still does that shit too, by the way, don't get it twisted just because Sam Harris jettisoned these idiots doesn't mean he doesn't do it too. And that's not his main thing that he traffics in. Anyway, with that, it's been a fun show. Well, I don't know. It's been a show. Uh, thanks everybody for hanging out. Thanks podcast listeners for downloading my podcast. This show is uh, growing month over month pretty rapidly. Not about to overtake ID intellectual dollar tree anytime soon, but that's like what's not going to happen because we, this is just straight up partisan politics. We don't pretend to be like critiquing things in an intellectual way here. So the intellectual dollar tree will probably always carry the flag as the most downloaded podcast, but this show has grown month over month since about November in a pretty dramatic way. And I'd like to thank everybody for tuning into the podcast. And of course, thanks everybody in my Twitch community. <clears throat> Y'all are not only financially supportive, but you even pretend that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <clears throat> when we come back, I have a bunch of stuff for red light. I got Roger Stone. I got James O'Keefe. I got um, <clears throat> a Nick Fuentes clip that I actually didn't have to fucking bleep anything out of. I got pronouns and uh, demonic identities. We got cookers in Australia are terrified of smart cities. We got an anti-vaccine rap that's not so great. Uh, Steve Bannon mad that the New York Times called him a purveyor of misinformation. And then here's a name you might not have heard in a long time. We're going to check in on Mark Dice. This is, as always, at the end of the show, this is Boomers by Periscope. And um, change the color of all the lights in this room, change the content of my drink, and we'll be back with the post game. Thanks, everybody, again.
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.